Hello, everyone, and welcome. This is Rick with the CyberPro Podcast, where industry leaders share their insights. It's about five questions and hopefully less than nine minutes because hackers never sleep. Let's get to it. Question number one. Allison, tell us who you are and what you do. Sure. So I'm Allison Wyckoff, and I am a cyber senior, excuse me, cyber um, threat analyst with IBM Xcore. So I have about 20 years of experience uh, in threat intelligence, network defense, and incident response. And for the last half of my career, I focused on APT style or nation state actors. However, I've also done some work uh, with criminally focused intrusions as well. And my job is really awesome because I get to research adversary activity and make sense of it for, for network defenders. That's amazing. And, and I will say this, having seen you speak, I also know that you are both an exceptional nerd, but also can translate into uh, non-nerd speak. So I appreciate that. I am. And I take that as a high form of a compliment. So thank you. <laughs> thank You're you very, very welcome. Much. You're very welcome. So why do you love being a cyber expert? So for me, this has been such a natural fit in terms of my career. Um, I wouldn't say I'm an expert though, and, and, and we can get to that. Um, but, you know, something new is always happening. This, this isn't a stagnant field, um, you know, so if you like change and love to be constantly learning, which I do, uh, plus I'm really nosy, like this is the perfect field for you. Um, and, and back to that nosy bit. So, so being an intelligence analyst, um, I specifically live for threat after mistakes. Um, I, I think that there's generally way too much emphasis on, on how great the threat actors are uh, and how some organizations screwed up versus the fact that, that really what, what we're dealing with uh, are other people too. Uh, so anytime that I get to highlight threat actors making a mistake in some sort of way that you know, gives a defender or an analyst a leg up, like I am right there ready to talk about it. So maybe expert isn't the right word. Maybe, maybe superheroine is the, is the correct word then. I, I don't know about that either. I just love what I do. <laughs> That's awesome. And it shows, which is great. So let's talk about cybersecurity as a top concern, right? That is the air quote buzzword of the day. Right. Uh, you know, what does cybersecurity as a top concern mean to you? you? You know, personally, I think it means that we finally made it. Um, you know, security really needs to be a discussion at all levels of an organization. And, you know, if, if we had this, if you told me this 10 to 15 years ago, uh, you know, that, that we would finally be having these conversations at the executive level. I mean, I would be doing backflips on um, this podcast because these conversations just weren't happening. Uh, you know, CISOs were still reporting generally to the CIO or the CFO. Um, you know, and, and I think, you know, you and I both know this because we've been in the space for a while, but security, when done right, is really a business enabler, but it's got to be discussed at every single level of the organization. And so the fact that we have um, everybody from the bottom up talking about security, I think is amazing. Um, and this question sort of reminds me about the Colonial Pipeline incident. So I was at dinner with um, uh, one of my kids and I overheard um, two women behind me talking about the Colonial Pipeline incident. And they, they looked to be retirees. And I was just so floored to hear them talking about ransomware and Colonial Pipeline and the impact in a, in a, in a generally like pretty 
cohesive way for someone who probably wasn't in the field. And it was all I could do not to jump in, but my son would have killed me. Um, but that to me was like, oh my gosh, like my field is no longer this obscure thing that I have to explain to people over and over again when I tell them what I do. Like it's hit mainstream and people really understand the value of it. Um, so I, I couldn't be happier that this is now something that everyone's talking about. Well, and you made mention of something really interesting and I'm diverting a little bit here, but- That's fine. <laughs> the, you, you made a quote about cybersecurity is business enablement. And I think that that's a huge quote. I think a lot of people talk about cybersecurity is just back there taking money, doing nothing. Right. So talk to me really quick about how you feel it can be a business enabler. Well, you know, in terms of the enablement now, I, I think people are more comfortable with, with cyber uh, and security as not just an insurance policy, but if we do it right the first time, um, you know, if we cross all our T's and dot all our I's in terms of how we build a new system, how we implement a new program, we're not going to have these really systemic issues in the future that we know really can crush a business. And we've seen that with ransomware, we've seen that with some of the targeted intrusions, um, we've seen it with even a lot of just, you know, the, the really low level criminal, um, criminal um, campaigns that can still be really pervasive and very disruptive to an organization. And I, I think people are getting that they really can't wait anymore, that they've got to partner with security organizations from the ground level to make sure that they're done, things are done right the first time. That's wonderful. So what insight do you want to share with our community of cyber pros? Yeah, so this is where I want to address that whole expert thing. So I honestly would not call myself an expert. Uh, and that sort of lends itself to why the field is so great, because you really got to constantly be learning. Um, if you are comfortable calling yourself an expert and weren't forced to by maybe a marketing or PR function within your organization, like take a step back, uh, because really we have got to keep learning um, to keep up with the threat. Um, the other piece is that this field is really a team sport. And I don't think I really appreciated that until I transitioned from defending individual network networks to moving over to uh, manage security services providers and doing threat intelligence. Like, I just couldn't believe how much more insight I had into the threat landscape and how it broadened my understanding of just how pervasive these things are and how, you know, these things are not happening in a bubble. If it's happening in one organization, it's likely happening in another. And, you know, as network defenders or cyber experts, or whatever you want to call yourself, you, you really have to have partners because you don't know it all. You don't have all the telemetry and you really have to treat your partners as partners. They can't treat them as vendors or contractors or you know people that work for you. Like everybody is in this together. No, and that makes sense. And, and I, I think you would agree that cybersecurity, it, it just can't be a classified conversation no, all the time. No, no, no. Well, and I think that we're seeing that too. You know, there's been a lot of, um, you know, individuals specifically from the U.S. government. I think uh, Jen Easterly uh, from CISA, from DHS, spoke about this at, at Black Hat, uh, how that we've got to figure out how to partner uh, the government and private organizations to better defend against these threats. So, Allison, here's the fun question for you. What's your favorite piece of retro technology that makes you smile? <laughs> so this is going to age me a bit and doesn't have a whole lot to do with, with cyber. Um, I really love the Atari. Uh, you know, I did have an Atari Space Invaders and, and Pac-Man. 
And I know like the uh, visuals were really rudimentary compared to what we're dealing with now, but I just love that whole system um, and I miss it. I would love to find one and be able to play those games again, but those, those are my favorite. And my husband rolls his eyes whenever I see Atari because I'm like, oh, do you remember the Atari? And he's like, oh, you're so old, Allison. No, no, that's not cool. So. Well, I'm going to take this in another direction. We have a couple sure. of, uh, of, of a little bit of time left. I want to ask some bonus questions because I really, really want to hear your insights on this. The first bonus question for you, Allison, is, is what would you recommend to other women in the field on how they can get into the field and get, you know, just become a senior level person in our field? Sure. Um, well, I think this goes for men too. So in my copious amounts of spare time, I, I, code, I guest lecture um, at a graduate course. And so I get this question a lot, both from people who are established professionals uh, and people who are coming out of um, college or just starting their careers. And, and I have different recommendations for, for those folks. So if you're coming out of school, I think you need to go work in a SOC. Uh, and really get an understanding of all the different types of threats that organizations are dealing with. It gives you a really broad um, understanding of, of what's happening on networks. It also gives you an opportunity to find out what your niche is. Um, and I think generally you are not successful as a cybersecurity professional if you're not passionate about what you do. So you know, I've been told I'm clearly passionate about threat intelligence. That's true. There are things that I'm really not interested in in the security space. So whether it be threat intel or cloud or network defense or, you know, AppSec, you've got to find what you like, what keeps you ticking. Uh, because for me, this isn't a nine to five. I mean, I live and breathe this. If something happens at 10 o'clock at night, that's, you know, intelligence related. I'm there, I'm reading it. My husband knows that I'm gone for the evening. Um, so it's got to be something that you're really passionate about. Now, if you're an established professional and you're looking to get into the field, I think audit um, is a great way to kind of lend your business experience and again, get a flavor of, uh, you know, different aspects of the field that, that might be interesting to you. And then the same thing goes, find something that you're interested in, that you, that you love, and, and really try to become uh, very well-versed at that. So we, we had a brief conversation about this earlier. What is threat intelligence? Well, threat intelligence means a lot of different things um, to a lot of different people. Um, in terms of what I do, I basically distill these large complex campaigns, intrusions, malware, threat groups, whatever you name it, into uh, a consumable product for my clients, whether that be my peers within my organization, whether that be somebody that subscribes to IBM um, threat intelligence services, but it's basically boiling down all this really complex stuff uh, into salient points for a particular audience. And then there's assessment language placed in there depending on like, the specific style uh, of writing that the organization might do. So how do you think or, or I'm going to pause there. I'm going to rephrase that and we'll edit that out. Okay. <laughs> um, and this is the last question I promise. No, no worries. Um, what makes a great threat intelligence analyst? I think a threat, a great threat intelligence analyst is someone with no ego. Uh, it's someone who, who questions themselves constantly. You've got to be nosy uh, and you've got to be okay uh, with not knowing everything. 
I know there have been several pieces of work that um, that I've worked on with uh, some of the teams that I've been on that I have questioned up until the moment um, it's gone public in terms of, of how we've worded things. So being comfortable with being a little uncomfortable, being nosy, uh, really wanting to pull that thread, um, I think is, is what makes a successful threat intelligence analyst. Thank you so much, Allison, for being on the CyberPro podcast. Thanks for having me. You did it. You made it to the end. You Check rock. End. Check us out for future podcasts and more content.